Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to SVRR, a retrospective on Spirit Box Radio. I'll be going through the show part by part, thinking about the themes and my intentions as a writer. These retrospectives will include heavy spoilers for the show, so please go back and listen before you tune into them. Already caught up? Awesome. I'm Aira Major, creator of Spirit Box Radio. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to our advice and community segment, where we interrupt the continuous broadcast to talk to you, our wonderful listeners. Hey folks, welcome to the first episode of SVRR, where I'm going to be talking about the very first few episodes of the show. This time around, I'll be talking about episodes 1 to 10, because I think that's really the main setup period for the ideas I wanted to be working on in the show, and the part where I'm really trying to figure out the show's tone. 
I usually start writing a project at the end. It gives me a really good idea of where I'm headed and the sort of things I might need to get the story to where I want it to be for that ending to have the best possible chance of landing. Basically, even from this stage of the story, I was writing towards the ending of the show, bearing in mind what would be happening there even as I put the first episode together. That gives the show a sort of deliberate constructedness. It's sometimes kind of a problem for me as a writer where my characters end up feeling kind of stuck in the story. They're not really wanting to be involved in what's going on, but there's nothing they can do about it. Sam's interesting in this respect because he's so keen to do something, to be active, to take control and actually claim some agency over his life, having clearly been denied that for so long. But at the same time, the actual plot and story of the show? That stuff he absolutely does not want to get involved in. I've always wanted to actually be on the show. I can't tell you how thrilling it is to sit here at Madame Marie's own microphone with this stack of increasingly illegible notes which Madame Marie had the good sense to write out before she vanished. Ah, psychics, they do come in handy from time to time. To use terms from big storytelling guides, Sam's call to action is the moment where he realises that M is gone. And he kind of refuses the call here, where he dismisses any idea that the note he finds is suspicious and is so firm about M screaming in the background probably not meaning anything. It's not clear if he's in denial or what, but it's very much Sam doing what I started to call in my notes, being Sam about it, where he deliberately maintains his own ignorance of things because it's easier to process and just because it's more fun for him that way. I'm not taking over from Madame Marie as the host of the Advice and Community segment. I am just stepping in, temporarily, until she's back, which I'm sure she will be. Something I was super conscious of was trying to make each episode feel like it told its own story. That might sound a bit bonkers, but when you're writing something that you're sure will be at least three seasons long, it can be really easy to get lost in the source and each episode can end up feeling kind of lost without the context of all the other episodes around it. One way I tried to get around this problem was through the show's format itself. After hearing so much from Kitty and Anna in the last few weeks, I've sort of been hoping that one or maybe even both of them would drop by today. Or maybe send a card, but no. Since I made it clear to Anna I wasn't going to stop recording the show, whatever she said to me, she's not been answering any of my texts. And Kitty hasn't spoken to me either since I accidentally played that message live on air last week. Because Sam is hosting a radio show in real time, events pass between each broadcast. This gives Sam a place in time, if not one in space, where he can use the passage of time to have reflected on past events, connecting them up with one another, but also remain confined within the boundaries of each broadcasted episode. And I just can't make sense of Kitty's email. Like I said about the tarot readings, I'm sure Madame Marie will get to it upon her return, but I just don't know when that will be. Although surely it must be soon. She's never been gone this long before. Not that I can remember. Another thing I did was try to write these mini story arcs, which connected up over three to five episodes. This gives you lots of times where the story is building and then resolving over several episodes without having to wait for big season markers to establish what that might even mean. I also planned from the outset to have a mid-season break, which would mean I could do a big plot moment in the middle of the season to keep the story's momentum going, as well as having these structurally important moments to be building to in terms of significant plot movements. Janet, Salim and Astrid have had a lot of experience on the air, and I've had, well, none, to be honest. A personal thing I think about a lot when I return to these very early episodes of the show is that I'm always convinced that they're going to be way worse in quality than they actually are. 
Logically, I know if I think about it that although there's obviously going to be a lot of room for improvement, because there's always room for improvement, and because these episodes are from so early in my audio drama career, that's going to be more pronounced here. I worked really hard on these, and if I didn't think it was good enough, I wouldn't have put it out. Still, somehow I imagined that they must be terrible in my memory, and looking back, they're really not. At the time, I remember being really, really worried about my performance as Sam. The first episode doesn't show it as much because I re-recorded it sometime during the production of season two, but in episodes two through five especially, I think you can really tell I'm super nervous and not very confident. When I described how I felt about it at the time, I remember saying that to me, I felt like I was focusing so hard on the performance that I was forgetting to act. This might not make a lot of sense, but it's like, I was so worried about how it would sound that I forgot to think about the more important stuff like emotional motivation and character. In hindsight, I think the writing is a lot stronger than I give myself credit for and I'm so proud of myself for the acting, even though it's got a lot of a way to go before I'd be satisfied with it. Faithful listeners, the phone in the studio is ringing. The phone in the studio that I'm sure was not here just moments ago, is ringing. I don't know what to do. Should I answer? I... In terms of influences, in these first 10 episodes especially, there's this really strong nod towards the tone of early Welcome to Night Vale. It's really interesting to hear just how much you can tell I was aiming for that sort of wacky, soft magic system, kooky vibe that's so characteristic of early Night Vale. If I was to zero in on a particular moment from these episodes that I wish I'd handled differently in retrospect, it's the stuff about Anna and institutionalisation. I don't think I got across that Anna thinks that this is really going to help Sam enough. And by not having someone there to counter Sam's conclusions about what she's saying, it can really come across as the show outright condemning spending time hospitalised for mental illness. But that's not what I was trying to say. That's not my view. And that's not Anna's view either. I don't think it's even Sam's view. In hindsight, I might have like actually made him do it, have him be institutionalised and have it help him a bit and then revisit it like, yeah, this was useful in some ways, but also very unhelpful in others. Being hospitalised for mental health issues can be really traumatic, but it can also be really helpful for some people and for others, it's the only option. So I wish there'd been a bit more of a conversation around it than I ended up actually having in the show. Would you stop looking at me like this is all my fault? If you bothered to try and stop him from doing this... Tried a damn sight harder than you did. You gave up after one coffee morning, unless I'm grossly mistaken. I am busy. I am a lawyer. I have to go to work and meetings and... I'm busy too. Playing games. Indulging in M's fantasy. I'm so sorry about that, faithful listeners. It's all go tonight at Spirit Box Radio. The character that stands out to me the most in these early episodes is probably Kitty. There's something about that standoffishness and indifference that Jessie really manages to convey in her performance of this character. I just really love writing the siblings at this stage too. It's just such an interesting dynamic to play with and they all bring such different traumas to the table. They all have the capacity to really hurt each other if they're not careful, which they often aren't because siblings just aren't, you know? The state that things were in. It was like someone had ransacked the place. I mean, there was a semblance of organisation to it here and there, so I'm pretty sure nobody had actually ransacked the place. Books were, for the most part, on shelves, but there were feathers and bits of bones all over the place, and a few shards of broken glass. In conclusion, I feel like these episodes do a really good job at setting up the characters and themes of the show, but the actual vibe of the show itself feels really unstable here, like it doesn't quite know what it is yet, and that makes perfect sense because it's the very beginning of a very big project. 
What do you feel about these episodes of the show? Is there anything you feel like I should have talked about or that you particularly wish I'd discussed? You can let me know by dropping an ask on the show's Tumblr or Twitter. I look forward to speaking to you next time about episodes 11 to 20. For now, thanks for tuning in. If you love Spirit Box Radio and want to hear more of my work and support my future as a creator, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hangingslothstudios or leave a one-off donation on ko-fi.com forward slash hangingsloths. Until next time, stay spooky, folks. This time around, I'll be because. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.